Hello, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. Today's episode was recorded on January 2nd, 2024 in Columbus, Indiana at the Edge Construction Studio. Edge Construction, the masters of all things construction. Need some site development done, a little dirt work, anything you need, really. Call my man Brian Jones at Edge Construction. They got you. Another sponsor we got to give a shout out to, Main Character and Company. That's right. Main Character and Company, Sarah Marie Burton, doing the thing with the lashes, doing the thing with the color and style. You're trying to look good. You're trying to feel good. You're trying to be a better you. Main Character and Company. Find them on Facebook. Make that appointment. Go treat yourself. Now, the Sean B. Show, right here today. We talk NFL football. We talk college football. We talk all the 2024 resolution stuff we can. It's going to be a blast. Hey, do me a favor and enjoy it. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. What's happening, everybody? It is a new year. It is a new me. Welcome to The Sean B. Show. I'm Sean B. I'm in the studio all by myself today. I'm just doing me, okay? Just doing me. We're going to talk some football today. We're going to talk some sports chatter today. A little bit of talk about the Pacers. You know, I'm an indie guy, so here we are. I want to see how the Colts can make the playoffs. It's actually very simple. Just got to go beat Houston again. But all that will come over the next hour of the Sean B. Show podcast. It is a new year. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2024. We have arrived, we are here now, and it's a great time to be alive. Look, it's a great time to be alive, all right? 2024, a little chilly today, not a big deal if you're in the uh, Hoosier State, a little chilly today, but, uh, you know, it's National Cream Puff Day, which makes sense because, you know, New Year's resolution, why not celebrate with a cream puff? You know, that'll get you started on your weight loss goal. I'll talk about my weight loss goal for the New Year's. I'm not much of a New Year's resolution guy, but I do, uh, you know, I've not made resolutions over the past years. I've shit on people who've made resolutions over the past years, and I'm not going to do that anymore. This year, I thought, you know what? I've done all this, like, avoiding making resolutions and avoiding making promises to myself, and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? Nothing right. So let's just... Flip the script a little bit, all right? Maybe make a couple resolutions, set some goals, not only fitness goals, all right? I'm obviously a big guy, as you could tell by my TikTok camera angle. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I'm obviously a big guy, but I'm also, you know, a guy who's got a lot going on professionally. You know, I've got a lot going on with my family. You know, there's a lot of things that we can aspire to uh, with a new year, and it always feels like a fresh slate, Okay, 2023 is behind us. Not a bad year, 2023. Okay, no national or global pandemics or no shit like that. Just, you know, oh, another work-a-day year where I feel like the exact same guy I was at the beginning of 2023. I feel like you know, we're in the same spot. Um, I did a lot of cool stuff in 2023. All right, I ran for mayor of Columbus, Indiana. That's crazy. I ran for mayor of Columbus, Indiana. That doesn't make sense that I did that to a lot of people, but hey, it's this is the world we're living in. A uh, lot to talk about today. It's also National Buffet Day. Another strike against the resolutioners. Okay, don't go celebrate Buffet Day unless you're going to like a salad bar. All right, I'm not eating fucking salad, but you may as well. 
if you want to, but it's National Buffet Day, and I feel like the most important day to talk about is also National Personal Trainer Awareness Day. Now, immediately when I heard this, and everybody's been there, you go to the gym this time of year, and I'm not one of those people that just started going to the gym. Like, I go to the gym. Um, you know, I took a little bit of a lull there at the end of the year, but I go to the gym fairly regularly. Okay, but everybody knows this time of year, you walk into a gym and immediately, immediately, there's a personal trainer. Hey, man, you trying to get to that fitness goal? You're trying to get to that goal? You're trying to get them gains? They're selling their services, and it's fine to do that. But, you know, be aware the personal trainers are on the prowl because a lot of people are vulnerable and they don't know what to do. By the way, if you're going to start going to the gym, I applaud you. I do not shit on you for doing that today or tomorrow or at the beginning of the year. I applaud you for taking that step. That's a big step for a lot of people to get out there and do that. So if you're doing that, I applaud you. There's no reason to shame anybody or show any hate because, oh, my God, the gym's busy. I can't get my 45s. Just shut the fuck up and be patient because people are really doing things that make them nervous. And they're doing things that they're uncomfortable with. And you should be able to find comfort in that, in that situation that makes you uncomfortable. And that's, that's when the real success starts, when you can find comfort being uncomfortable. But it's hard to do when some asshole who's, I'm not even going to go, you guys know who I'm talking about, okay? So just let it go. Applaud the people that are getting out there and trying to make a change in their lives, all right? Turns out National Personal Trainer Awareness Day has nothing to do with that. It's actually a day to celebrate personal trainers and to celebrate people who help others reach their goals, which is great, which is absolutely great. So shout out to National Personal Trainer Day. Shout out to personal trainers around the country and around the globe helping people reach their goals. Now, we got a lot to talk about today, okay? There's a lot going on. I don't know if you guys noticed last night, but the Rose Bowl was a banger, all right? Michigan, Bama, overtime in the Rose Bowl. Huge night. Talk about that here in a little bit. Washington, Texas. Washington holds off that Texas comeback. A lot of people thought Texas was going to win that game. Michael Penix, who's my guy from Indiana, who's been in college since, God, I don't know when. I mean, I know the Penn State game where he, he got the stretch touchdown late in the game and, and took down number one Penn State in Bloomington. That, that was before I met my wife. So Michael Penix Jr. has been in college for a long time. Uh, finally getting, uh, finally, man, that guy works so hard and he's overcome so many injuries. And I'm stoked to see him playing for a natty with the Washington Huskies. I got friends that are Michigan fans. I got real good friends that are Michigan fans, but I, I'm, I, I, Early on, I'm going to say I'm leaning Washington, but we'll talk about that game here in a little bit. First things first, Pacers beat the Bucks last night, 122-113 in the Bucks' 15-game home win streak at Pfizer Forum, despite Giannis having a triple-double. Giannis went for 30-18-11 last night, had a great game, but the Pacers' bench was the real story, baby. Outscoring the Bucks reserves 70-16. to 16. Benedict Matherin, 25 off the bench. Isaiah Jackson, 18. TJ McConnell, 16. Obi Topin, 11. Off the bench, Tyrese Halley about had a triple-double of his own. 26-11 dimes, nine boards. One shy, but it was the bench. 
There was a big story last night. Pacers take down the Bucks in that 15-game home win streak. Pacers are back in a winning situation after going through a slump after that in-season tournament. They got so much attention during that in-season tournament that I honestly think it brought the team down. I honestly think it was a lot of pressure, a lot of hype that that team may not have been necessarily ready for. They didn't expect that, especially early in the year. Um, I got a lot uh, of opinions about the in-season tournament. I didn't hate it. I thought they could have done it differently, but I didn't hate it. It wasn't a bad tournament. It was actually a lot of fun to see the Pacers kind of in prime time, national TV, Halliburton, LeBron. Like, it was a good time. But Pacers seem to be back to their winning ways. They're back. They're at six in the East right now, 18 and 14 record, 18 or eight games behind the Boston Celtics. A uh, little concern. Andrew Nimhard leaves the game early with a back injury last night. We will follow that and make sure he going to be okay. Big story in baseball today. Wander Franco, Tampa Bay shortstop, arrested in the Dominican Republic for not appearing at a December 28th meeting with Dominican authorities regarding allegations of inappropriate relationships with minors. It's a lot of words. Two minors have filed legal action against Franco, while an alleged third minor has not yet filed any formal complaints. Wander was placed on the administrative leave List by the Major League Baseball in August. And the Rays have supported the decision by Major League Baseball and have committed to aid in the investigation in any way they can. Franco signed an 11-year extension in November of 2021 for $182 million. That's a lot of coin. It's a lot of coin. It's a big situation down there. And it's just stuff you can't mess with. Obviously, you want to see everything come out before you start throwing stones at a guy. Okay? It's Wander Franco. is a great shortstop. Fantastic guy. Seems to be anyway. Of course, of all this is true, kind of a piece of shit. Um, don't want to see that. You don't ever want to see that. But uh, again, before you start casting stones, you kind of want to see what information comes out. At the same time, don't want to victim shame. These situations are always tough. They're always tough situations because you don't want to victim shame. However, you want to stand by innocent until proven guilty. Mind you, he hasn't been formally charged with anything. These are just allegations. But it's a bad situation to be in, man. Like I said, two minors have filed legal action. A third is out there, has not filed a formal complaint yet. But a tough situation for Wander Franco down in the Dominican. He has been arrested. And, uh, of course, we'll see how that goes, man. Wander Franco, great shortstop. And uh, you just, man, you hope... Uh, at, at the end of the day, justice is served. No matter what no matter what that is, you hope at the end of the day, justice is served. So, Indiana product OG Ananobi, our Hoosier, Hoosier, delivers last night in his Knicks debut, recording 17 points, six boards, in a 112-106 win over the Timberwolves. OG said he spent New Year's Eve alone in his hotel room, getting ready for the game, and was still being coached on the fly by teammates throughout the contest. Uh Big stud, OG Ananobi. Of course, we remember him in his IU day. And now he was, now he's an NBA star. Nick's been searching for this guy for, since last year, they've been trying, they've been, they've had OG on their radar. And now, here we are. OG, 17 to 6 in a Knicks debut. Seems like it's going to be a great fit. Gotta love the Hoosiers, man. Gotta love those NBA guys. Indiana Hoosiers still doing their thing. Oladipo, Ananobi, Zeller. Cody Zeller looks like he's 60. He's not, but he looks like he's 60. 
I'm just saying. Cody looks like he's 60. We got a lot to talk about. All right. It is week 18 of the NFL season, and we all know why that's exciting. You get all these scenarios, all these games you got to watch to see what's going to happen, how the playoffs are going to shake out. What are we going to see come playoff time? And a lot of people have no idea. We know the Ravens have clinched the number one seed in the uh, in the AFC. Lone first round by the Kansas City Chiefs have clinched the AFC West. Two divisions up for grabs. The Browns have clinched a playoff berth. The Dolphins have clinched a playoff berth. They have not yet won their division. That contest will be settled on Sunday night football. You got to be kidding me. Sunday night football, Bills, Dolphins for the title. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy how those scheduling gurus always get this right because the two divisions up for grabs are both kind of being played for. Like there's a three-way tie in the AFC South. The Jags hold the cards there. But uh, yeah, this AFC East championship game Sunday night, going to be a blast. Going to be so fun. But, you know, us Colts fans, okay, Saturday night, Houston Texans come to Indy Saturday night. A lot on the line. There's a lot on the line. Look, the winner of that game is going to the playoffs. The winner of that game is going to the playoffs. Indianapolis can clinch the division. Houston can clinch the division. Any three of those teams can clinch the division. Now, the downside to that is, if you're a Colts or Texas fan, is the Jaguars do have the 5-11 and 11 Titans. They are in Nashville. It is Sunday at 1 o'clock. So by the time we get to that, that Saturday night, uh, not, not true. Not true. I lied. I was about to lie. I caught myself in a lie. Saturday night, we'll figure out the situation between, Tex, uh, between Houston and Indy. And then Sunday, whatever team wins that game, Sunday at 1 o'clock is basically the biggest Titans fan on the planet. Now, whoever wins that game is going to the playoffs. But if Jacksonville loses to Tennessee, whoever wins that game is the AFC South champion and then will host a home playoff game. Wildly different situation because you got to think whoever whoever wins that game, if Jacksonville wins a division, you got you got a road date with probably like a Miami Dolphins or or Buffalo with a Miami or Buffalo, something like that. So not not exactly a place you want to be in. I don't want to go to Buffalo in January ever for any fucking reason. And uh, Miami at home, although I think the Dolphins are suspect, I think the Dolphins are beatable. I think Buffalo will beat Miami. Um, I, I think I think Buffalo will win that game. That's Sunday night. But uh, I, that's a lot on the line. A lot on the line. And, of course, you dive deeper into these deep AFC situations that got going on. The Pittsburgh Steelers can get in the playoffs if they win and Buffalo loses or if they win and Jacksonville loses or ties or if they win and Houston and Indy tie or if Pittsburgh ties, Jacksonville loses, Houston and Indy don't tie or (laughs) Jacksonville loses, Denver wins, Houston and Indy does not tie. So, like, Pittsburgh fans are like, okay, so we can't even get into the playoffs with just a win. We've got to watch all this shit. The reality is, 
<clears throat> don't fucking tie. Indy clinches the AFC South with a win and a Jacksonville loss or tie. In, if Indy and Houston tie and Jacksonville loses, Indy wins the division. I don't want to see a tie. However, we all remember last year. We all remember this. The ties, I believe. This nasty. Don't want that. Don't want that. Win the ball game, get in the playoffs, and then you kind of you kind of relinquish control as far as seeding goes or a home playoff goes once you win that. You win that game Saturday night. Control is relinquished to the Jacksonville-Tennessee game on Sunday. But that's the situation Colts fans are in right now. Now, if the Colts lose, if the Colts lose, they're finished. And that's the fucked up part. That's the part where it's like, all right, let's not think any further than what we have to do right now. This is a this is a do or die situation. If the Colts lose this football game, they are done. Same for the Texans. Both teams in do or die situations. Now let's go back and look at this Colts Texans game from earlier in the year. Mind you, two wildly different teams. Two absolutely wildly different teams. Colts Texans, September 17th. This was at Energy Stadium in Houston. What we had in that game was Anthony Richardson rushing for 35 yards and two touchdowns. Zach Moss piled on another 88 with a touchdown. Gardner Minshew comes into the game a little late because Anthony Richardson hurt at the end of the game. That was the story of this matchup. Anthony Richardson got the, I mean, Anthony Richardson was dominant in this football game until he got hurt. I mean, this was, this was, it was silly how well he was playing. But hurt, I believe, I believe he got hurt in the, maybe late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter, whenever AR got hurt. It was not, he was six for 10 for 56 yards through the air. And then uh, three carries, 35 yards, two tuts. I believe it was early in the second quarter when he got hurt. And Gardner came in and did a pretty good job 19 to 23, buck 71, threw a tut of his own. Told Kylan Granson. First touchdown ball. We all saw the Instagram post, Kylan. But you got wildly different teams, though, now. You look at C.J. Stroud doing a lot of what he had to do back then. This is before he threw picks, which he does do from time to time. But 30 of 47, 384, two touchdowns. So our secondary has to be looking at this. They did a pretty good job against the run. Damian Pierce only had 31 yards on 15 carries. Devin Singletary added another 14. They did a pretty good job against the run. But Nico Collins demolished the Colts secondary in this game. 146 yards and a ton. Robert Woods, 74 yards. Tank Dell, another 72 yards, had a ton of his own. Dalton Schultz, all these guys that absolutely carved up the Colts secondary. And that's a that's a that's gonna be a problem. That's gonna be a problem as we move into if we're having the same issues now, of course, on the other side of that, we all know the Colts have problems in their secondary and their problems that they have now that they didn't have week two. We believe Kenny Moore is going to play. 
Kenny Moore has to play. He's got to play. Kenny Moore has to play. You absolutely need that guy. You know, you hate learning that lesson the hard way. Kenny Moore has to play. He's every bit a run stopper as he is as he is a threat in the, as, a, as that nickel corner. So we've got to have Kenny Moore play this football game. It's a must-win game. And we'll continue talking about this game throughout the week. Of course, I will do a Saturday morning podcast talking about even deeper into these games. We're not going to get into odds today for these games. We're not going to get into anything. It's, it's just about playoff scenarios. And for the Colts, like I said, it's very cut and dry. It's very easy. You're in the playoffs if you win this game. And at this point, a lot of people would say, you know, you know earlier in the season, they, you know, they wanted to suck for draft picks. That's not going to be a thing anymore. Now it's like, let's get in the playoffs. If we don't get into the playoffs, it will be absolutely disappointing because we'll be in a situation where we don't have a high draft pick. And again, I think the NFL, I think you can still get guys middle of the first round, middle of the second round. The first four rounds of the NFL draft, you can get studs. So I've never been one to be like, suck for draft picks. I've never been that guy. Suck for luck, wor- suck for luck worked, but <laughs> I've just, I've never been a proponent of doing that. Um, and I'm, I'm the same now. I want to get into the playoffs. I'd like to go deep into the playoffs. I think it'd be pretty cool. I think if you find yourself in Miami during the wild card round on super wild card weekend, I, I think if you find yourself there, you've got to feel pretty good other than. Nobody can guard Tyreek Hill. Other than nobody can guard Tyreek Hill, I think if you find yourself in Miami, super wild card weekend, you're probably feeling pretty good. I got a feeling that ain't going to happen, though. Josh Allen, I think, and the Buffalo Bills have figured some things out at the right time. I think the Bills are going to win this game Sunday night. Bills are going to host that playoff game. Somebody, somebody's going to have to go to fucking Buffalo in January. All the big games in the AFC this week, though. Colts, Texans, playoff implications. Jacksonville, Tennessee, playoff implications. Buffalo, Miami, playoff implications. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, playoff implications. Somehow, Denver and and Vegas has playoff implications. Not for either of those two teams, though. Not for either of those two teams. Let's move back and let's go. I don't think, anyway, for those two teams, we got... Yeah, so it's it's all it's all Yeah, Denver yeah, Denver needs to win to create a tie for Pittsburgh is what has to happen. To create some tie in there would be why Denver would have to win. But Denver's not going to the playoffs. No matter what. So nobody gives a shit. They bench Russell Wilson. I'm not a Russell Wilson fan. Doesn't sound like Denver is either. Doesn't sound like Sean Payton is either. Ever since that whole shit where it came out where he had to, like his teammates couldn't call him directly. They had to get to him through his team. Through his team of people. Doesn't sound right for a sports team. Ever since then, not not the biggest Russell Wilson guy. But uh, regardless, big weekend for the Colts, man. Huge weekend for the Colts. Gotta have this one. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, last Sunday against the Raiders, a game I was terrified of. 
I was terrified of this game because the Raiders have been doing pretty pretty big things. Aiden O'Connell, I mean, he's still 30 of 47, 299, two tuts. Had a great game. Aiden O'Connell might be the real deal. Purdue guy. I don't like to say that about Purdue guys. I'm an IU, I'm an IU guy, but, but Aiden O'Connell's the real deal, man. He stood up. He looked poised. I mean, made a couple of shoddy throws, but didn't throw any picks. Uh, Zamir White, 71 yards on the ground. Uh, of course, Devontae Adams going to Devontae Adams, 13 carries or 13 catches, 126 yards, 13 catches. That's a game. That's a game. But Aiden O'Connell did a good job spreading the ball around. Got guys, got guys in good spots to score. That was a good that was a good football game. I'm really surprised, to be completely honest with you, that there were no interceptions thrown in that game between O'Connell or Minshew. Um, the Colts started solid and they just kind of held their ground. Um, Jonathan Taylor on the first drive, huge tutty. He bowled over the bowled over the Raiders defense on that first drive. Raiders pass rush did get to Gardner quite a bit, but he's still 15 to 23, 224 in a tud. That's a Gardner Minshew type day. Uh, this Trey Sermon kid, he's coming out as an auxiliary back that's looking pretty good. If you guys bet Gardner Minshew over two and a half rushing yards, you hit that. That was a good one. It was a good one. I want consistency out of Alec Pierce. Those home run plays that he makes the 58 yard touchdown grab that he made that home run ball downfield. First of all, Minshew heavy pressure. Great job throwing that ball. Didn't look like it, it just came out of nowhere. Spotted a spotted a, a matchup. He liked with Pierce and just launched that thing. Let that thing go. That was a great ball downfield. I want to see more explosion out of Alec Pierce. I want to see more consistency out of Alec Pierce. It's kind of a drop machine. Don't need to see that. The guy can get open. The guy can get separation. The guy's long. He can get up. And as long as you can make those grabs, make those catches, he's a home run threat. Josh Downs having a Josh Downs day, making things happen. Two grabs, 53 yards. Pittman was the uh, high catch guy. Five, five catches, 46 yards, doing Michael Pittman things. Don't need to get that guy hit like that again, though. My God. My God. Juju Brents had a great day defensively. If you paid attention at all, Juju Brents, that guy, I'm so jacked to watch him grow with this football team. Nick Cross the same way. Nick Cross had uh, nine combined tackles. Just a, just stellar. Just stellar. EJ and Zaire up there with 10-plus. Just stellar. The defense, uh, defense was a little rough in the loss to Atlanta, but uh, they kind of came back and did their thing. They let, they let Pittsburgh get ahead of them, 13-0. Dominant from that point. Um, you know, it's just, it's inconsistent. <clears throat> it's so inconsistent. They won a defensive battle in Germany against the Patriots. It was fucking Patriots. This defense does some things really well, and they've got to figure out how to put a few games together where they're doing all these things really well. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have slip-ups. This defense has to figure it out. <coughs> Excuse me. God. Moving into January. Has to figure it out. 
pretty jacked about that Saturday night date in Houston uh, in Indy though with the Texans. Going to be great fun. Going to be great fun. And like I said, you win, you're in the playoffs. You lose, it's going it's going to be extremely disappointing. It's going to be disappointing feeling like you should be there. It's going to be disappointing feeling like your season should not be ending. But Saturday night against the Texans cannot wait. All these scenarios, let's run through them real quick, all right? Let's run through the AFC. Baltimore Ravens have clinched the number one seed, the AFC North title. That team's so good. That team's so good. There's not a better team in the NFL right now than the Baltimore Ravens. And you can argue with me all you want. I don't, I don't care. They're so good. Kansas City Chiefs have clinched the AFC West title. Not that big a deal. Uh, that division's trash, and uh, I'm, I'm afraid that Kansas City might might have a trash issue in that nobody can catch a pass. Uh, this Rice kid's pretty good, but uh, man, man, Kadarius Tony, what a letdown. What a letdown. Patrick Mahomes, there's no way that guy's not frustrated. No way that guy's not frustrated. Cleveland Browns have clinched the playoff berth. They're somehow 11-5. and five. Every time I see that, I'm like, how did they do that? How did they do that? They have dumped an armored truck into Deshaun Watson, who in turn has done very little for this 11-5 and five run. Big game Joe Flacco. God, that guy, that guy won me a bet the other night. Look, I'm, I'm jacked to see it. I hate that Cleveland beat Indy the way they beat Indy. I hate that because Indy should have won that game. I'm not going to say blame the refs. I'm just saying Indy should have won that game. Indy controlled that game for most of that game. No reason they didn't come out of there with a W. Miami Dolphins, 11-5. and five, But, man, that's inflated to me. I, I don't know if this Dolphins team is as good as they say they are or as good as anyone says they are. Like I said, Tyreek Hill, obviously a dog. Obviously a dog. But those four teams have clinched playoff bursts in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills, pretty easy path. They win. They clinch the AFC East title, obviously, in the playoffs. They get to go to the playoffs if they tie or if Pittsburgh loses, if Jacksonville loses, or if Houston and Indy tie. So if Pittsburgh or Jacksonville lose or tie or if Houston and Indy tie, the Buffalo Bills are going to the playoffs. So they don't need too much help. They're probably going to go to the playoffs. I've got, I don't know though. Like, I don't know what Baltimore is going to do. They've clinched the number one seed. Is Jackson going to play Sunday? I mean, are they going to, are we going to get this starters rest type shit? And I don't think it's a good idea, especially with being the one team that's got to buy. I don't like that momentum killing buy shit. Um, not necessarily the buys. I think the buys are fine. But when you talk about resting guys week 18, you're just taking the wind out of their sails. However, Lamar Jackson has been relatively injury prone over his career. So you make the call. I bet Lamar plays, but I bet Lamar doesn't play the entire game. Um, Mason Rudolph got a lot to got a lot to prove. That was a good one, though. That was a good one. Great game Sunday night for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers getting the win over Seattle. Great game. Those guys are nine and seven. That's Mike Tomlin. In, in, my, in my head, that's Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh needs a whole lot of help. 
Pittsburgh needs a lot of help. This AFC South stuff is fun. Jacksonville can win and clinch everything. Um, if Pittsburgh loses and Denver loses and Houston and Indy don't tie, Jacksonville's going to the playoffs no matter what happens. So that's that. That's that. Let's move on to the NFC. I don't talk about the NFC very much. I'm a Colts fan. But uh, NFC playoffs, not a lot, not as much going on in the NFC as there is the AFC. The Niners have clinched their number one overall seed NFC West Division title. Um, again, same thing. Will those guys play their full? I mean, will they will they be at full strength? Um, you know, on, uh, this weekend, the Detroit Lions have clinched the NFC North. Uh, they're just waiting to kind of see where they get bounced around seed wise. Going to be two through four. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, lot to play for. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys win. They somehow win the NFC East, and that's crazy to me because Philadelphia for the for the duration of the season has been the more dominant team, but the Eagles have fallen apart and it's concerning. It's got to be concerning. If you're a Philly fan, they have fallen apart. The loss to Arizona was kind of the tip of the iceberg for that. They're struggling. And whether you think Dallas should have won the other night or not, doesn't matter. The Cowboys have been really good at home. They've been super dominant. Uh, Dax had a great year. Um, I think Lamar's the MVP, but uh, Dax had a great year. You know, it just, uh, yeah. Dallas can win that East, win that East division with a win, and that doesn't seem right. Dallas can also win that division if they tie or Philly ties, or Philly loses, Dallas wins that division. So Cowboys at Washington, you know for a fact the guys are going to play. They want to win that division. They're going to watch closely, too, to see what Philadelphia does. Dallas plays at, uh, what, Dallas plays at 425 on Sunday. Philly plays at 425 on Sunday. Okay, so they'll be paying attention. Somehow the Green Bay Packers can get in the playoffs. If they win, the 8-8 eight eight Green Bay Packers can get into the playoffs if they win. Or check this out. If they tie and Seattle loses or ties and New Orleans loses or ties, or if they tie and Seattle loses and Tampa Bay loses, or if Green Bay ties, Seattle ties, Tampa Bay loses or ties, or get this, Green Bay can lose and Minnesota loses or ties, Seattle loses, Tampa Bay loses, or Minnesota loses or ties, Seattle loses, New Orleans loses. Crazy shit, right? Packers... Look like they're going to the playoffs. I mean, I don't know exactly. I just, you know, Minnesota's got Detroit. I don't know if Dan Campbell's going to rest anybody. I, I think they're probably still, you know, maybe looking at seeding. I mean, they've got, they've got a home playoff game. They're not going to get the buy, so I don't know that it matters too much. The Saints have Atlanta. Man, I wish, I really wish, I really wish the Saints were playing the Bucks this weekend. That'd make this weekend even better. But the Bucs have Carolina, and Carolina can't beat anybody. So I've got really bad news for, for the Saints. But let's go back to this Packers scenario. Minnesota lose or tie. They play Detroit. Seattle lose. New Orleans lose. New Orleans has Atlanta. Atlanta can beat people. 
except for the Chicago Bears. I don't know, man. A lot of possibilities for Green Bay. The 8-8 eight eight Green Bay Packers to enter the NFL playoffs. It kind of seems like, I mean, they they win, they're in. They've got Chicago. If they win, they're in. So the 8-8 eight eight Green Bay Packers, a second-place team, control their own destiny. It's wild to me. It's wild. But the NFL season this year has been wild overall. It's been a great year. There's been so much. I don't want to say... I mean, I will say there's been so much parity between these NFL teams. The NFC um, seemed really top-heavy at the beginning of the year with San Francisco, Dallas, and Philly, but it doesn't anymore because these this is late in the season. We're down the stretch, and these teams are showing their vulnerabilities. Um, but it's, it's late in the season. Here we are. Philadelphia lost to, to Arizona. They had no business losing that game. There was too much on the line for them to lose that game. But they did. Dallas nearly let one go at home. Brock Purdy threw four picks a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's just things are starting to come to fruition that that, that kind of puts his playoffs into – I'm, I'm jacked for the NFL playoffs. Obviously, I want the Colts to be there. Massive Colts fan, want the Colts to be there. Don't want anybody else there but the Colts. But <laughs> I I just think that, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's it's going to be a wild one. It's going to be a wild week 18. There's so much going on. It's going to be so tough to pay attention to. We're going to continue on our Thursday show, Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. We will continue to break down these NFL scenarios. We'll dig deeper into all these games. And then, of course, Saturday morning, we'll be here doing the pregame show. Sunday morning, we'll be here doing the pregame show. 11 a.m. Eastern, it's week 18 of the NFL season, and the Sean B. Show is back because it's 2024, and back is where we belong. National Football League. God, it's the best time of year. It's the best time of year. The only thing sad about right now is that there are only five weeks of competition left in the NFL season. We are coming down to the wire. Now, a lot of people would say the saddest part is there's only one week of competition left in the college football season. College football playoffs took place last night, starting with Michigan beating Alabama 27-20 to in overtime in the Rose Bowl. Excuse me. Michigan-Bama. That was Michigan was a two-point favorite. I stayed away from from betting period in these games because you just you just don't know the the bowl season has absolutely taken me for a ride from a gambling standpoint. Uh, USC and that Moss kid throwing for six tons when I thought Louisville would win that game. Uh, just just as an example, lots going on throughout the bowl season, but it culminated last night in the Rose Bowl. Michigan Alabama play a great football game. Michigan wins twenty seven twenty. To punch their ticket to Houston. Then Washington. A lot of people thought Texas could win last night. A lot of people thought that the Longhorns were headed to Houston to play basically, basically a home natty. And they're not. Michael Penix Jr. and the Washington Huskies hold off the Texas comeback 37-31 in the Sugar Bowl. <clears throat> God, this time of year. The college football playoff natty. Number one Wolverines, number two Huskies, both teams 14-0. and 0. Michigan comes out early on as a minus four, 
with the over-under set at 55.5. Now, these odds are from Caesars Sportsbook. It's the only place I bet, Caesars Sportsbook. All right, I'm a diamond member with Caesars. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be crazy to bet anywhere else. And I love Caesars Sportsbook. They're same-game parlays. They're super parlays. I get all these tier benefits. I get hotel rooms in Vegas. Betting Caesars Sportsbook is the way to go. The way to go. Monday, January 8th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern at Energy Stadium in Houston. The Natty goes down. The Michigan Wolverines. The Washington Huskies. We will, of of course, dive further into this game. Probably on Thursday, going to spend a lot of time on it. Going to spend a lot of time on this game on Thursday. Because to be honest, this weekend, I'll be here Saturday and Sunday, both at 11 a.m. Eastern. But this weekend, I'm going to spend so much time on the NFL playoffs that I feel like all you college guys are going to have trouble hearing so much NFL chatter when all you want to know is, when are we going to break down the natty? Because it's a big deal. John Harbaugh. (laughs) Scratch that. Jim Harbaugh. Coming off the suspension. Getting the win. He said he couldn't win a bowl game. Lost his last six. Got a dub. Big game. Big game. Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, big-name coaches. Michigan, Alabama, two winningest programs in history. It felt like, I want to say this, because nothing's been decided, but it felt like the natty. It felt like the national title game last night. But then you go and watch Washington and Texas. (laughs) There's there's two football teams that are that are damn good. There's two damn good football teams. And they're gonna continue doing their thing. So look, six days away. College football playoff, Natty, Michigan, Washington. The Wolverines minus four over under set at fifty five and a half. Where's your money? Where's your money? We're going to dig deeper into the gambling aspect of that game and, of course, the analysis aspect of that game. We'll do it on a Thursday show. That's what we'll do. We'll do it on a Thursday show. See you Thursday afternoon commuters. Listen to me bullshit about uh, about college football on Thursday. Of course, we'll, we'll cover it all. We'll do it all. I just like chatter. I like talking. I love it. I'm glad to be back. I'm excited about uh, 2024. I again, I said at the beginning of the show, I don't, I'm not much of a New Year's resolution guy, or at least I haven't been. But uh, you know, this whole New Year, New Me shit. It's funny because it feels like there's so much that I could be doing. that I haven't been. And it feels like that changes need to be made. Real, real changes. Not just like, I want to lose 80 pounds. I'm going to not drink soda pop. Dry January. I'm talking about real changes. A lot of them are professional. Uh, Second string media. Just completed our first fiscal year as an LLC. Just completed our first fiscal year. 
And, uh, you know, as any company would say at the end of a fiscal year, next year we need to do better. Next year we've got to be more creative about what goes on in this studio and in this office. We've got to figure some shit out. We've got to figure out how to make this more and grow it and make it better. And there's a few things that I've thought about. I've thought about consistency, the consistency of of what we do. These programs that we run in here needs to get better. Uh, marketability needs to get better. With 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 consistency comes marketability. With that trust comes marketability. So we'll get there. Are they resolutions? Yeah, they are. And again, it's not something that I've been akin to doing in the past, making New Year's resolutions. But I haven't done it, and nothing's nothing's worked. So I thought this year, let's try something different. Let's actually look at this clean slate that we've been given and say, okay, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's put some things on paper that we can improve. Second string media, improve consistency, improve marketability. We're going to be a little more creative with uh, what things look like in the studio here too. Now I can't do a whole lot about the TikTok view because I don't have 10,000 followers. The TikTok view is going to be, um, as to however many people I can get in range of uh, what where the phone can sit because uh, I don't have 10,000 followers. But uh, when it comes to what we see on the live stream on our YouTube channel, YouTube at Second String Media, our new YouTube channel, I might add, that everyone should subscribe to, um, You know, the shows that we run in here and how we can be creative, how we can create a better on-camera experience for not only the people that are here delivering the content, but the people that are home watching the content, people that are taking this in. How do we remain more consistent? How do we improve our marketability? marketability? Also, why are we doing this? Has been a big one that I've thought about. And what can we do to add to the entire basis of what we're doing? That, that obviously, the goal is to entertain. So that's going to continue to be the goal. We're going to entertain. And uh, there's, a, there's, there's been some ideas laid out to me that, that are good ideas. So you'll see a lot more outside the studio from an entertainment standpoint. You'll see a lot more community-focused stuff. It's going to be cool. I'm really excited about the future of Second String Media and what 2024 is going to bring. The big promise is for Second String Media, as it sits today, one We'll say one year from today, the second string media that we know today will be unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. And not just from aesthetics, but what we do, unrecognizable. My wife has some pretty lofty business stuff too. Look, if, you, uh, if you're on Facebook at all, 
Go follow Main Character and Company, my wife's new company. There's some big things coming there. Really excited. I'm I'm jacked for her. She's got she's got a big, big, big hard launch coming. She's got stuff going on, and I'm stoked for her. And it's the same thing. It's the it's the mutual support within our household. We both know that we are given clean slates and that we need to do some really cool shit. So, so we're going to. I have, uh, I don't do this very often. <laughs> I, uh, I don't do this very often, but uh, I've made a weight loss goal for 2024. I know it's crazy, but I've made a weight loss goal for 2024. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's silly. How I came up with the numbers is silly, but the numbers make sense. So I'm excited about that. But the goal is um, to lose uh, 42 pounds the first half of the year. And then to lose another 24 in the back half of the year. For a total of 66 pounds lost. Between yesterday and 366 days from yesterday. Because it's a leap year. I weighed in yesterday at 331 pounds. 331 pounds. It's a big fucking number. It's a lot. But uh, it is what it is. So, so where are we at? Two eighty nine, two eighty nine by uh, by the end of June. Say Father's Day. Two eighty nine by Father's Day. Well, the studio design Robert will 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 come. It's not uh <laughs> it's, I didn't say unrecognizable aesthetically. I did did make sure to say not aesthetically, like operationally, like what we do. <laughs> but I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate you being there for me and doing all that, despite being a Cardinals fan. Thank you, Rob. But yeah, three thirty one, so two eighty nine by say Father's Day in the June. Another 24, 365, 265, yeah, 289 by Father's Day, 265 by this time next year. Sitting in here doing this podcast, this exact show, next year, 265 pounds or less, or less. And I made a deal with myself, too. If I get if I get fucking crazy and do more than uh, like like the goal for the first 6 months is 42 pounds. But if I get a little if I get a little batty, all right, we exceed that 42 pound goal for the first 6 months, the 24 pound goal is still the same for the back half. So if I come in here weighing 280 at the end of June, then we're gonna then that then that back half of the year goal 
is going to be that 256. Is what it is. Can't let up when you exceed expectations. So, so that's where we are. That's my personal resolution. I've got to do some better things for my body. And it's not because I want to be Superman. And it's not because I want to be jacked. It's because I want to be, you know, 50 one day. I want to watch my kid graduate, graduate school. I want to celebrate the day my wife retires. These are things I want to do. So. It's not just about me. Anyway, anyway, this has been the Sean B show. I'm going to cut things off now. Uh, before we get too out of hand. But, uh, yeah, 2024, it's going to be a big year. Listen, I'm going to sit here right now, and I'm going to make a promise to myself. And I say myself because, honestly, I really don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. Um, I'm going to make a promise to myself that that these things are going to they're gonna be different. We're going to make these changes, and we're going we're gonna to be off and running. And 2024 is going to be really exciting. Um, Join me again Thursday, Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern, okay? Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Thursday, we're talking about what? The college football natty. Thursday, we're talking about what? Probably going to dive into these uh, scenarios a little deeper, okay? Four shows this week, Tuesday, 11 a.m. Nailed it. Knocked it out of the park. Was a little late. Technical difficulties. Got to get this TikTok right, okay? Thursday at 11 a.m., Saturday at 11 a.m., Sunday at 11 a.m. Listen, it's football weekend. It's a massive football weekend. Okay, week 18 in the NFL. Right around jump into the natty for the NCAA college football. Huge weekend. I'm going to be here all weekend doing this thing. Thank you guys so much for joining the Sean B. Show. Thank you for listening to the Sean B. Show. And remember, for you guys listening on the podcast, we are on YouTube at Second String Media. For you YouTube TV people or however you take in your YouTube content at Second String Media. And for you people watching on YouTube, the podcast is uploaded to Spotify and iTunes um, immediately once we're done. So, yeah, make sure you catch it. All right. All those things, all those ways. We're going to grow. Consistency is the key. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Thank you so much. Have a great night. It's only noon. I still want you to have a great night.